Hi, welcome to the fourth episode of the Out for Blood podcast. Um, I'm Rachel Parlier. I'm the marketing manager at Houchin. And, and I'm Shane Hubbard, <laughs> creative have, development coordinator. We have a guest speaker today. Um, she works with us. She is one of our phlebotomists and Trima operators. Her name is Erica Rios. Hi. <laughs> so today, Erica is really going to be talking about um, the platelet process, um, different requirements, some common questions. She's going to share some funny stories, but why don't you go ahead and start us off by how you started with Houchin, how many years you've been here? Um, this, well, actually this month on the 25th, I'll be here 16 years. Um, wow. My friend, she was uh, the receptionist, um, my childhood friend, and she's like, hey, you should come apply. It's a great place. And to be honest, I never even knew about the blood bank like they had it like in high school like the blood drive and I was just like I'm too cool like I can't donate blood so I was like I never really knew about it and so when I went and I was like wow this place is so cool and what we you know what they did and so when I got hired um yeah it was it was amazing like I was I never felt like such a part like an important part of the community like but what we do for the community it was it was really eye-opening to 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 be hired on there and to be a part of that so um that's how I started in 2005. So. 16 years. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of changes I've seen um, just with everything from the whole donation process, bags, um, donor history questionnaire, um, staff, CEOs. I've seen a lot. <laughs> seen a lot of changes. A lot of them are really, really good and awesome. And I was glad to be a part of it. Well, good. We love having you a part of the team. And I always am asking you questions when I don't know the answers. So yeah. why don't we go ahead and get started? Did you, you started as a phlebotomist, right? Actually, back then it was two separate departments. It was screeners and then phlebotomist collections was in the back. So I started off as a screener. And then if you were really good at that, then you got moved to the back to, to do phlebotomy or donor room assisting. So um, then they had everybody be cross-trained to to do phlebotomy. So I think me, um, myself and Alma were the last ones to, um, to be kind of earned our spot in the back, <laughs> earned our spot back there. And then, uh, after that it became one whole de collections department. So, yeah. So I started off as a screener and then, um, moved my way up. And then within a year I was, um, trained to do Trima. So, so yeah, I, I completely forgot that Trima is a, an entirely different process. Mm -hmm. I was watching Juan do it the other day. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of training do you have to go through that's different than collecting whole blood? Um, well, we have to do like a whole, it's like a whole separate module. We do training and modules. So with Trima, you have to be trained um, to set up the kit starting out, um, then disconnecting it. Um, and then just, it's kind of like, it's kind of weird the way we do it. It's like you input everything. It goes by your gender, height, weight. Um, complete blood count. So we start doing that, entering that in our VISTA system. That transfers over to Trima, which is the actual machine. And then that's when we set up the kit because there's different kits for different procedures, different products. So um, once we learn how to set up the kit and the phlebotomy is a phlebotomy, it's the same. Um, but the process and the, um, the disconnect, all that's totally different. So automated collection is totally different than whole blood collection. So a lot, it's a lot more intensive training, um, a lot more to learn. So that's why we make sure you're pretty solid in phlebotomy before you could do that because it's just a lot more to learn. So take us through the process. Pretend you're talking to me as though I have no idea what platelets or plasma is. Okay. Uh, what's that process like? 
So first of all, you'd have to have a really sturdy vein to withstand the push and pull because it is automated. Um, any females have to ha that have had history of pregnancy have to be tested for, um, it's called trolley. It's transfusion-related acute lung injury. The test is actually HLAT. I know it's super confusing, but um, we test them for that. And then if they're negative, then we can proceed to um, qualify them for trema donation. So good vein, you have to have the time. Um, each procedure can last anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour that you're on the machine. It's all done through one vein. So it takes out, um, fills, takes out whole blood. It's a continuous fill centrifuge. Um, it's like a, it's a channel that's inside of there. It spins it down really fast, separates the components of your blood, your red cells, your platelets, your plasma. Starts taking up in the product bags, platelets, and plasma, or red cells. We could collect red cells there, too. So it basically, it's a cell separator, like a giant cell separator. So um, once you do that, um, the product bags are up there. We just connect the product, take it to the lab. Um, platelets, of course, are the smallest cells in the body, so um, they only last a few days. Um, so we're always looking for people to do that. How many days does it last? Three or four once it's bacterial tested. Um, each platelet unit gets bacterial tested. Um, you could do, it goes in doses. So you could do one dose, two dose, or three dose, which we know as single, doubles, or triples. Um, most of our donors do doubles or singles. Um, we get those rare special ones that do the triples. <laughs> they have the high enough platelet count and the, the blood volume to do that and the time to do that. So we had a couple donors yesterday, which was really good that gave triples. So, Well, for whole blood, we always say the saying, with one donation, you can save up to three lives. But technically, with platelets and plasma, you can save up to five lives, right? Yeah, and you, and you never know because some patients get more than one, you know, a, a continuous, um, you know, if they're going through uh, chemo treatment or any kind of treatment, they can get up to like 10 in a day, you know, it just varies like on, on their situation, you know, each patient's different, but any, you know, any definitely help. Um we had a nurse that worked for us and she had passed away and she had her testimony and she was talking about how she would get just transfusion after transfusion and she would immediately feel the difference after the transfusions. And mm -hmm. um, even after she had finished her treatment, um, she continued to go get transfusions like for red cells and, and she would go on her lunch <laughs> to CBCC, come back, finish her shift. And she's like, I could immediately feel the difference. I could breathe. Um, my skin color is different, you know, so just that even just one unit of any product like, can affect someone's like so much, you know, so it's really cool. Well, I know you touched upon the process, but mm. platelet and plasma donations typically take longer than whole blood. Can you kind of uh, explain why it takes a little bit longer and yeah. maybe mention Netflix? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It takes longer because it's it's separating. So it's constantly it's a continuous full centrifuge. So it's constantly getting blood, spinning it, returns draws, returns, draws, returns. So it takes a while to do that, just to separate the components of the blood. So that's what takes a long time is separating the components. Um, and it could be, it just depends like on your size and your counts. Cause anyone could be on for like, some people stay on for two hours just to give a double. So, um, it just varies from person to person. Um, but you could sit there, watch Netflix, um, watch, we have other stuff on there too, but most of our donors watch Netflix and they start getting into series because they come like every two weeks and they're like, oh, I left my episode off here, you know, and this is the only time I get to do it. So it's really cool. We have a couple donors who watch just random things. So it's funny because they catch me up on it. I'm like, I haven't seen it. And they're like, oh, you should watch this. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I bet cool. you get a lot of good ideas for 
shows to watch on Netflix oh, yeah, just definitely. from working with donors. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But when I have time, <laughs> someday I'll have time. Now, how often can you donate platelets and how often can you donate plasma? Platelets are every seven days. Um, most of our donors are on a two or four week schedule. Plasma is four weeks. Um, if you give whole blood, you have to wait four weeks to give plasma because whole blood has plasma in it. But technically every seven days you can come in and give platelets. And that's up to 24 times a year, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, going back to HLA, uh, you mentioned if somebody tests negative for that, mm -hmm. um, they're still eligible to donate given that they meet all the other requirements. What if they test positive? Then we would just have to collect um, whole blood. They could still do whole blood. They just can't give um, platelets or plasma. And it's just something that stays in the blood. It's rare. Um, and it doesn't depend. Like It used to be like four or more, but now it's like any pregnancy. So um it just depends it's just the way their bo the body makes it and it's just something that gets transfused um through the platelets and plasma and if a donor were to pass a test positive for mm -hmm. hla it's not at harm for them no. but it could harm a patient yeah it's the recipient that we're we're worried about um and it doesn't it's nothing bad it's just something that transfers through platelets and plasma so the nurse will notify them so some people, we've had donors who were negative and then retested and came back positive if they've had another pregnancy. So if females are negative and they have a pregnancy, don't come in, we have to retest them. Mm -hmm. awesome. yeah. Do you have anything? Well, I was just going to ask, well, maybe you already answered this and I just missed it, but is is the HLA, is that a permanent, that's not a permanent deferral, right? No, it's just like a temporary one? There's not even a deferral for it. Oh, okay. There's no deferral for it. They just can't give automated collection. They could give uh, whole blood, yeah. It's, okay. There's no deferral for that. So if someone comes in, they test positive, you just would collect whole blood mm -hmm. instead of platelets. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And we only really test HLA if they're interested yeah. in donating. Yeah. And if they meet the other requirements, like if the, and it's only for females. So if they've had any history of pregnancy, we have to test them for that before they could do um, automated collections. So. so what's your advice? Um, I'm a whole blood donor. And so if you were trying to convince me to start donating platelets and plasma, what would you do? What would you tell me? Please. <laughs> uh, I would say like, you know, the, the need is great. And if you're willing and have the time, we definitely would love to have you come in and, and try it and and if you don't like it, no big deal. You could just go back to whole blood. But I always just say try it. You know, if you don't like it, you know, you could always just stick to whole blood. So. And how do the milestones work for platelets and plasma? Oh, it's tricky. <laughs> it, it's different. Um, we have, uh, of course, we have different license plate frames for platelet donations. Um, so every time you come in, it starts as one. If you give multiple products, which is uh, two, pla uh, two platelets and a plasma or an AMAT plasma, that counts as two. If you give a single platelet, that counts as one. So we add those together to get your total. It's super confusing. Lots of math. <laughs> yeah, I'm lots of math. Have a, yeah. have a math degree. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not a mathlete, but yeah, I like I know how to do it because we used to have like these old card stocks and then we would just add it. Like every single donation. This is before Vista. We had to add the 24 times. We'd had to make sure their their red cell loss was was okay. We had to make sure their their plasma loss is okay. So now with Vista. Super easy, but we still have to add up all those all those donations. So, yeah. Well, I know we have one donor that is in a couple thousand mm -hmm. for platelets. What mm -hmm. is his record? And we can even give him a shout out, maybe first name. Oh, Gary. <laughs> he has <laughs> like thousand five. Or no, he has like over over a thousand for so sure. How many visits would it be if it, if you had a thousand? 
a million. <laughs> Takes a long time. He, he was he was donating before I even worked here. Wow. Like he was already on there, and he was he just man, he's awesome. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how many times because the old machine used to be called Amicus. That was before I started. And that was like one at a time. And then that was like the then there was a double arm procedure where it was like you got stuck in one arm and then it would return to the other arm. Oh. So they tell me stories of like, yeah, like my nose is itching. So the nurse would have to come and scratch my <laughs> nose and we would just be like this. I'm like, I would just die. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to just be like. Uh. So you're so, just laying two there with yeah. two, two tubes going up. Your yeah. Arms. You can't watch Netflix at this point. Yeah. And I don't think so. we even had TVs back then. They were probably just staring at the <laughs> So, Does anyone ever fall asleep? Yeah. 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 And and we just kind of watch them like to because, you know, a common thing is reaction. So we kind of watch them, make sure they're OK. And they're like, oh, I'm just asleep. Or they'll tell you, like, give me a blanket. I'm going to take a nap. You know, I'm like, OK, as long as you don't alarm. <laughs> like, right. I, like, I don't you know, it's OK if you don't alarm. But um, some of our donors are known for and they know who they are. They will like snore and just like <laughs> knock out. And I'm like, your mouth was like wide open. And they're like, oh, my bad, you know, and I'm like, yeah, we, we have a couple of them that, that do that, that just come in and take a nap. And I try to like when I'm donating, but everybody comes and talks to me. So I'm like, <sighs> I've tried to like just close my eyes. And but yeah, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So but I, I've gone back and forth between whole blood and platelets. And I actually don't feel as tired when I give platelets as when I give whole blood. I think I have like 55 platelet donations. Um, and I don't feel as tired. Like I could just jump up out the chair and go work. But like when I give blood, I have to kind of like, I need a juice, <laughs> <laughs> I need a snack, you know? So it, it just affects everybody's different. You know, everybody's anatomy is different and it just affects everybody different. But hydration is the key, um, to, to a fast donation and to feel good because you're losing that fluid loss. And, and I lie, I'm like, oh yeah, I had a lot of water, <laughs> 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 but it, I mean, I donate fine. I have a big vein. so. I don't ever have a problem, but we recommend everybody hydrate, eat a good meal because it affects everybody differently. So, so um, one of, I guess, the biggest things that defers people is their iron. Mm -hmm. What are some recommendations you would suggest to increase your iron? Um, definitely like red meats, um, some masada, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, red meats, some green vegetables, um, raisins are really good. Um, a lot of the times if you eat um, iron rich foods, we recommend not to have calcium with it because it competes and it won't let your body absorb it. But vitamin C will help your body absorb it and retain it. So like orange juice or even like an orange, anything with vitamin C will help your body retain the iron. So a lot of donors tell me that like, oh, I've had orange juice and and I, or I know like I take my iron pill or my vitamin with orange juice and it works. And I'm like, yeah, it does. <laughs> I tried it and I'm like, yeah, it does. It really does work. So it's really so vitamin C for sure will help your body retain it. Yeah. It's the same iron requirements for whole blood versus platelets plasma, right? Same. Yeah. Same across the board. So 12.5 for females, 13 for males. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Do you see a lot of deferrals for iron deficiency? Um, I, I see quite a, f a few. Um, but not, it's not it's not major. Um, but a lot of the times uh, on a lot of the high schools, we get a lot of the teenagers, a lot of young females will have 
will have low iron because probably because they're not eating right and they're running around. So that's probably why. I lived off Little Caesars breadsticks and cheese when I was in high school for lunch. So that's a whole I lot can of calcium, see why. Yeah. So that's yeah. probably not helping. Yeah. Pop tarts. Yeah. Yeah. We'll ask them, like, what'd you eat? Pop tarts. So definitely like beans, cheese, eggs, something with protein will help your iron definitely and just generally feel better. Like after the process, after donating, you'll feel better with the protein rich. Rich, bleh, rich meal. <laughs> yeah, I used yeah. to always think it was just red meat. And then I actually had a friend of mine who's a vegetarian. She's like, well, I don't eat red meat or I don't eat meat, period. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I found out like things like raisins and mm-hmm. beans help out a lot too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And everybody's different, you know, so. But diet definitely will affect your, your iron. And you guys test for iron in the screening room, right? Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not even. I mean, it's what am I trying to say? It's before you get on the actual chair. Oh, yeah. 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 You have to meet all that suitability requirements, your your vitals, so temperature, blood pressure, pulse, um, your iron. Um, of course, the platelets, we do a different um, a different finger stick. It's, it's a little bit more. It's a capillary fill tube, um, and we run that on our ABX machine. So that's what we get a complete blood count from that finger stick. So that's what we plug into your into, um, into Vista for Trema. So, um, gender, height, weight, platelet count, and your hemoglobin count. Um, so that's what we put in. So you have to pass your hemoglobin before you could even get on any or donate anything. So, mm. um, Well, I've been waiting for this part, <laughs> but why don't you tell us some of your funniest stories or most memorable stories um, um, in your position? Okay. Um, well, we do. We, we play. Well, not play a lot, but we get along really good. Um, and our old staff that we used to have, we would, we would do a lot of dumb stuff. But, uh, one of the things that we did was we were really busy and we were at Truxton and, um, our little friend, April, who doesn't work with us anymore. She, she was a real, she was little, like five foot nothing, you know, and, and tiny, tiny. And we we're like, Hey, let's, cause it's nine units in each ice chest. So we're like, let's keep filling it up and like, let her disconnect the last one so she could change it. Cause you have to change it out. So. We kind of like planned it accordingly. There's like three of us were like, you know, can you disconnect? She's like, sure. So she went and she's like, oh my God, I had to change like five ice chests already. And we're like, haha. <laughs> we we do dumb stuff. We'd steal pens like from each other. Like if you have a really fancy pen, don't leave it around because we'll just take it. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've hid stuff before. Um we have our clamps, we put it in people's braids before, like just just stuff like that. Um, um one time a donor I don't know. It, it's not really funny. Well, it's kind of funny. They were talking and uh, it was around football season and he had a needle in his arm and he was like, oh, did you see that play? Oh, yeah. And he's talking to another donor. He's yeah, they went like this. And we're like, ah, and <laughs> no. he had it was a mess. He's like, I'm so sorry. Oh, and I was no. like, oh, that was at tricks. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was a mess. It was it was a mess. But um, yeah, but I think I'm, the most memorable memory for me um not really funny it's not funny at all actually um my mom had to have a blood transfusion um actually two pints like emergency and I was like oh my gosh you know the doctor's like yeah she has to have like two pints before she has surgery and I was like whoa okay you know and I'm not her blood type she's opause so I couldn't direct to her um and I'm apause I couldn't give to her so I was like man so 
she got her transfusions and then the next day I came to work and I just like had a whole different look like whoa like I looked at all these donors and I was like thank you like I was, and I told them like my mom's like in the hospital like right now you know and it just makes me think like someone like even right now as we speak someone's mom's in the hospital getting blood someone's dad someone's kids you know like mm -hmm. someone's family and it just made me look at my job with like so much more importance and so much more like gratitude to these donors that come in you know on their free time out of the kindness of their heart just to help a total stranger you know so I to me that was the most memorable that day that I came back to work and I was just like Man. you know I remember I still remember like I could see the hallway I walked down trucks like down the hallway and I walked to the donor room floor and I seen these donors and I was just like like it just it like hit home you know to to have your mom receive blood from a total stranger that I possibly could have collected you know and I was like dang it just opened my eyes so it was really really cool um but yeah that was the most memorable day for me for sure for sure so wow that's a amazing story and really eye-opening too oh yeah definitely yeah when you make that personal connection with what donors mm -hmm. you know what they're what they're donating to who it's going to mm -hmm. it completely changes your perspective on oh, it you'll yeah. drop anything to to donate if it means to you know save someone you love but yeah. also you know if that's not the case and that goes for anyone who donates if you don't have someone who personally needs the blood there's mm -hmm. always somebody in the hospital mm -hmm. who's waiting for your donation yeah so. yeah we have actually a um our coworker. she had to have um two blood transfusions two pints so me and Lori gave we directed two units of of blood to her and we're like now she's horrible like she was all sweet and nice and then she got her blood and she's <laughs> like she's like frankenstein what do we do yeah but it, it and she's she needed it so we we're like hey we're her same blood type like let's do it you know so we directed it to her and yeah and she's still till this day you know she's like ah your blood's coursing through my veins and i'm like yeah <laughs> so it it's just it's so crazy to see like the we see one side of it, but to see the other end of the, the person that actually received it, it's like, dang, like what we do is so cool and it's so awesome. And our donors are just like so nice and, and they're just so sweet. And, you know, they, they thank us. And I'm like, no, thank you. You know, <laughs> like, no, you're, you're doing it, you know, thank you. So, so selfless and they do it out of the kindness of their hearts and they never know what happened to their blood or mm -hmm. who got transfused in. Mm -hmm. They could be walking past them. Exactly. on the sidewalk and would have no idea yeah exactly it's super how, cool. how do you direct your your donation to someone specifically since you've done it yourself i'm yeah. sure you're familiar with it yeah well we, what we would need first uh, it starts with the um the physician of the patient so the physician would fill out a special procedures order form specifying what products that they need um, whether it be platelets plasma red cells so there's a list on that form and it has to have the um the whoever the the recipient consents to give to receive that blood from so they have to sign the consent or their representative signs the consent and then we have to have a compatible blood type so it has to be someone that could receive that they could receive their blood so then we fill out on our end um a bunch of forms <laughs> it's a bunch of forms that we have to fill out um and it we have to have have it tagged specifically for that donor um if they're blood related it has to be irradiated um so it's just paperwork but it, it can be done you know so it starts with the doctor they'll fill in out those forms and and it has to be a compatible compatible blood type so that's what we do mm. interesting i've learned a lot today <laughs> <laughs> um 
So you've been with Houchin for 16 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you have built some really strong uh, relationships with some of the donors. Oh, yeah. And is it kind of nice that they probably recognize you, know mm-hmm. your first name, and you know theirs? Yeah. And- it's kind of hard with masks now, though. But oh. I always, like, put my mask on, like, hey, it's me. Like, they're like, oh, hey. Yeah. So, but especially, like, now that, like, I'm, I'm in one spot, for sure, like, I, I know a lot of donors that come in and they'll be like, oh, you know, we want you to stick me and they'll ask for me or if I'm here. And I'm like, yeah, I got you, you know, so and I'll just stand there and, you know, just it's like catching up with a friend, you know, like every eight weeks I see them, and you know, and catch up with their family. You know, I've seen some people, you know, like their kids grow up, you know, like, I'm like, God, like, man, I feel old, you know, but like their kids are married when they used to come in like as kids themselves you know what I mean like it's just crazy like I'm like god they're married they have kids already oh my gosh you know how long has it been and you know so it's it's really cool to I've just developed all those those relationships with the donors and I see a lot of them you know out on the streets you know they're like hey you know and when when am I when am I eligible I'm like I let me check my phone I don't know you know I'm like, I don't know like we know what I had for yeah breakfast. yeah so I'll usually be like oh I'll check when I when I get to the office you know or I'll check you know when I'm back at work and I'll, I'll call you and let you know so that's usually how, how it'll work so it's, it's really a good cool. reminder that you you can go on your donor portal and look it up for yourself so you don't have to bother Erica every yeah, time you see her at Target or yeah. the grocery store yeah <laughs> I know that's really cool now because before we didn't have that so they'd yeah. have to call you'd have to call in every time like when can I give you know so we used to get a lot of phone calls like when can I give when can I give and so now with the donor portal it's really cool that you know you could keep track of your donations and when you're eligible so that's really cool well the the donor portal you can find it on our website at hcbb.com and -hmm. you can just click the donor portal button Mm -hmm. go in there if you don't have an account you can create account uh, you'll just need your donor ID mm-hmm. and then whatever legal name that we have in our system. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, let's say, you forgot your password, just call us and we'll reset your password. Mm-hmm. I forget mine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't write it down, I forget everything. There's so many password requirements you have to meet, but exclamation mark and special numbers and a special character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it always changes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, so I've just seen a, I've seen a lot from in 16 years and, and just technology in itself has changed and it's really cool. And, and just to, to be a part of that for so long, it's, it's just really cool. It's been a blessing. Does the technology make your job easier? And if the answer is yes, the follow-up is, is there any technology that actually makes it harder or more inconvenient? Um, no, it's actually a lot easier. There's a, it, it's just, it's streamlined. It's so much easier than what it used to be. Um, I don't think there's anything um, that's a drawback of, of of what we have done to move forward in our in our donation the process because it's it's so much easier now. Um, I remember we used to have to write down everything everything on the donor card. So if you didn't have the best handwriting or wrote like really big, it was really <laughs> it was hard because we we used to have to write down every medication every medication. So it would be a list and sometimes we'd have to like flip it over the card and there was like a thing that said notes and we'd have to continue it. And then it's just, it's so much easier now. It's so much easier. So, but I know a lot of medications now that I didn't know before. (laughs) Hydrochlorothiazide. (laughs) I was like, what? All those (laughs) difficult names. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's a blood pressure diuretic. I'm like, Oh, so we don't have to write that now. Now it's just, you know, those on the medication deferral list that are listed in the educational materials. So if you're not on any of those and you're 
pretty much good if it's not like antibiotic or anything like that. So, well, I remember when I first started donating, it was the donor questionnaire was on a yellow piece of paper, mm-hmm. and then you guys had your answer key that yep. would go our on tem- top of our it. template. Yeah, your and template. then we'd highlight everything, and we'd have to ask all these high risk questions. We'd have to ask all those. And then we'd have to like look at you when we'd answer them when you'd answer and it was it was super awkward and, and it was super it would take forever in the screening room. So a lot a lot of changes for for the good, for the better. So yeah. I'm sure donor donors have said too that they they like it a lot better too. So yeah. Well, awesome. Um well we've learned lots today <laughs> about platelets and plasma and um so follow us on social media and you could always, we're always posting about platelet and plasma education. Um, if you are ever have any questions about platelets and plasma, ask us if you want to hear some more topics, message us on our social media, Instagram, we're on TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter, um, or just call us and we can get those questions answered for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, subscribe to Out for Blood. Um, This is our fourth episode, so we have a lot more ideas for you guys, and we're excited to keep these coming and keep it interesting.